good evening, everyone, and welcome to I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined today by Bob. As a, as a, for a change. Uh, for, just for, just for funsies. For grins. Just for funsies. Because I make you grin. Yes. So much. <laughs> so, so much grin. There's so much grinning going on. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a weird week of comics. It's like yeah. there's not a ton of stuff out, but. But there is a ton of spawn out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's got a spawn variant. Uh, but I will say, man, there was some quality this week. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spawn was not among the quality, <laughs> uh, but I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. The art is phenomenal in that yeah, book. It's, you got to change your parameters. Yeah, sure. Got to readjust I mean, yourself. You got to take some LSD. Hey, there was no Chuck Dixon. Whoa. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So, you know, it's a Spawn Batman crossover without Chuck Dixon. Yeah. So I feel like there's we kinda... also no Graham Nolan. So let's. Oh, all like right. Graham Nolan. All right. Let's uh, let's Co-creator talk. Co-creator of Bane, in case you're keeping track yes he created conrad he, bane conrad actor. bane also he's the artist for uh the phantom currently i think oh no that's mike manley sorry <laughs> what a great name for a phantom artist <laughs> mike manley yeah <laughs> all right let's talk about the books i'm excited about a bunch of stuff this week Me i read too. i actually read a ton of stuff this you week. did you were i was impressed I actually you were educating me on I things said, that were good. I said, you know what? I don't want to uh I don't want to fall behind this week, so I'm going to read everything. <laughs> you s- you sold me a comic book. Oh, nice. You did. There's Look a comic me. book I would not have purchased if you had not said this is good and then I read it I was like, "Holy shit, this is actually really yeah, fucking good." Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Let's yeah, it's go at the through end, it. Though. Let's talk about this book that I don't remember because I didn't read at all when it first started and I know nothing about it. It's called Three Keys. I never read it. Nope. Don't know what it's about, unfortunately. Yes. Sorry. Person and, who made it, and the more I look at it, the more I think that maybe I should have because it looks really cool. There's a giant white tiger man, yes. on the cover of it, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should have paid attention to this. Sorry, everyone, that I did not. Uh, I but did. what I did pay attention to because you know I'm I'm a basic bitch <laughs> is uh, amazing motherfucking Spider-Man number fifteen. I also paid attention to that. I loved this comic book. You're under arrest for not reading Three Keys. <laughs> I'm under arrest for liking Spider-Man. For liking Spider-Man. Uh, it's yeah. so good. Dark Web is great. Dark Web so far has been amazing. It's what I want in a Spider-Man comic and in an X-Men comic. Go fucking figure. It's yep. great. It's great. The X-Men, they act like X-Men. The Spider-Man, he acts like a Spider-Man. It's like... Yeah. No, it's just it's wonderful. Um, and up next, another book I loved. Art Brute, number one. I liked Art Brute, this, too, but I didn't quite get it on, the, man, uh, it on is, my skim pass. But I got enough to realize I needed to read it again. Ice Cream Man-y, because it is the Ice Cream Man team. I like the concept better than Ice Cream Man. Although, I mean, this issue of Ice Cream Man... Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this... Well, I mean, obviously, this is not. This is a story as opposed to Ice Cream Man, which is not. Ice Cream Man is a an anthology. Yeah, yeah. Which is not quite the, the same, but this is... Uh, the story so far, as we know it, is that there is a completely mental fellow who is an artist who is locked up in what appears to be an insane asylum, and uh, he is his name is Arthur Brute. Is that what it is? <laughs> that was the moment that I was like, I have to get this. <laughs> like when I realized that the comic Art Brute was actually about a guy named Art Brute, I was and, like, okay, yeah. And he has a sidekick who is a wooden uh, Man- Manny mannequin. Who's Manny the mannequin? Uh, and he or is, Manny Manwood or something like that. Or he, some his last name. name is Wood of some sort, but he is made of wood and he is a mannequin and he is Art Brute's sidekick. Yes, uh, he and wears a fancy beret. This is a bit of a spoiler to the story, but I think it's I think it's important. Essentially, we start off, we find out that the Mona Lisa has been corrupted somehow, and then this art, this government art agency comes in to bring this crazy fellow, Art Brute, in to solve this case. And how he does it is he goes behind the painting yes. to another world where these characters, these famous pieces of art are actual living beings and living a life in another world in another dimension yes uh and and what happens to the paintings happens in real life to them and something terrible has happened to the mona lisa and it's fascinating it's really crazy there's a backup that does it like it's a silver age comic 
Hmm. And it's delightful. I actually think the backup is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was good. I, I read the entire backup because it was only four pages, but then the comic itself I kind of skipped enough to get the, the the gist of what you basically yeah, yeah. just said. And it is the cool. it is the artist and writer of Ice Cream Man. Yes, the exact creative team. Uh, so we also have uh, a manga this week, Adam Beginning Graphic Novel Volume 2. That's the, the guy what did the, the little robot guy, uh, Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. Co- uh, I'll, get, I'll come up with it. I, I don't got it. Uh, we've got the worst cover of the week, which would be Batgirls number 13. You know, it's not mm. a bad cover. It's one of those. Yes, it, it's color. I don't like how it's colored, but it it, it, it makes it really like hard to see. something from someone's sketchbook that they just. Well, it's a cool juxtaposition in that it's like two faces that merge together into like one like that. The, sure. is, it, is it the face of an old lady or is it the face of a grizzled gangster? It depends on how you look at it. You know, it's one of those things. So I don't want to shit on it in terms of saying it's bad, but it is not, I don't think, an effective cover. Not and dynamic. Particularly colored the way it is in a very psychedelic palette with no blacks. Yeah. You need something to outline. It's, it's in sherbet colors. Or yeah, sorbet it is colors. very sorbet colors. But the B cover is a uh, Dan, Dan Mora, Mora yeah. Robin Bat, like classic Robin Batgirl cover. That's great. Uh, so if you are just like, oh god, I read Batgirls every month, <laughs> and I just hate this cover so much, you can get the B cover. It has Dan Mora art. Yes, uh, another great book this week. Uh, a totally different world, but uh, oh, yeah. Batman Scooby Doo. It's the best issue of Batman Scooby Doo <laughs> that I have ever read, like hands down. And I'm, I'm honestly like, and it's weird. I'm kind of like, why didn't I get this comic? It's so the the art is like next level. Like they got like a different artist for it, and this person like just nails the Scooby Doo. Like it's like on model, but like still has like a like a life to it. It's not like it looks yeah. like someone just took a cutout and like moved it around the page. It's like actual illustrations, but it's a we- it's weird because it's Batman, Scooby Doo versus Court of Owls, but it's done in a way where like the Batman and Court of Owls. <laughs> aspect of it is done very it's, much straightforward like batman and it's then this, almost like uh it's almost like a uh, who framed roger rabbit yeah yeah very much there's like a <laughs> line in it where batman serious and ridiculous like bone or something yeah there's a but, there, but like a point where batman turns to the and and he's like gordon doesn't scream and it's like this thing about how he's like being able to i guess like tell that it wasn't gordon yeah who they thought it was and how he knew it was a court of owls illusion <laughs> and he's doing all this detective shit and it's but then the scooby-doo shit looks like just like scooby-doo <laughs> but like it's so weird yeah I, I actually like i'm i'm super into it no it's it's real good it. and it's real weird it's real good and real weird and also the talon on the cover is so hilarious because they make his face so little <laughs> yeah they just turn him into like a pigeon kind yeah, of he does which look is, like a pigeon it's pretty adorable yeah uh batman incorporated number three is out this week it and is. as we said guess what batman spawn number one is out mm. it is a one shot it makes next to no sense yeah i made it about 10 pages into it trying it's, to read it and then i was just like i'm just gonna look at the pictures there was a moment in this book that was one of the most annoying little bits of comic writing that i've i've read in quite a while like if there's one thing that the world does not ever need ever 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 again it's to reference uh martha's pearls we could we could just <laughs> yeah. like never again mention yeah, those thanks pearls. frank miller and then uh and then guess what yeah. he makes it the entire plot and he's like do you want to know the secret behind your mother's pearls no i never thought about that i thought about my dead fucking parents who in the world would think about the pearls that's the most insane thing to say yeah that's funny i was reading like an 80s batman annual this week and it was it struck me uh, there's a, was a line in it where I think it was number eight, annual number eight, where he fights the cult. Oh, um, that was a great. One. It's a cult that's led by a yeah. mystery villain. I won't give it away in case you've never read Batman Annual Eight from 1984. But um, <laughs> I, and I, I think it's that one. But anyway, like he's just like he's like going about his business, Bruce Wayne. And he's just like, hmm, I haven't thought about my parents in a long time. And I was just like, yes. Like, why, like, now it's like Batman is just, like, constantly sitting around brooding about his parents, like, every fucking day. Yeah, and this is, like, the 80s one. He's just like, yeah, yeah, 
I haven't thought about my parents in a long time. I'm <laughs> like, yes, you've uh, you've matured emotionally. Good job, Batman. You're an adult. You've really regressed since the 80s. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just, you can you can pay honor to your your fallen parents without spending your entire life obsessing about them. Yeah, and it's like, meanwhile, now it's like every time he sees like a single round object, it's like <laughs> a graphic representation of the falling pearls and a close up of an eyeball and a tear, <laughs> and it's just like God, fuck. And everything pauses, and the villains all just like kind of look at each other, and they're like, "Should we? See, should we kill him?" Yeah. While well, he's like, <laughs> like, he's totally zoned out. Yeah. This has been like fifteen minutes. It feels unfair. <laughs> Fair to Time fight him is now. relative <laughs> between the panel gutters, man. Oh, bro, it's so um, true. Yeah, uh, his bat rope, advantageous. But I will tell you that uh, if you're looking for a billion different covers of this comic that has a bunch of really cool covers with Batman and Spawn on it. One of them is great, the acetate cover. I really there's like some, that one. There's some wonderful covers. I mean, the, the imagery is great, and the art in this book is really good. The storytelling, the art storytelling is really good. Mm. I just think that uh, McFarlane doesn't do dialogue great, and the story is silly. His um, dialogue, advantageous. <laughs> either way, whatever. Sorry, uh, my second attempt at a advantageous joke worked advantageous. a little bit better. Advantageous. Uh, Blade Runner number twenty. No, it's not number twenty. It's not number, number two thousand thirty-nine. <laughs> That's the year. I'm sorry, it's late. Uh, Blade Runner two thousand thirty-nine number one is out. I didn't look at it. I, I thought it was just another issue of the other series. Orchard Black Feathers number four is out. It's so funny. This book shows up from Diamond as Bone Orchard Black Feathers. And we don't have it under either Bone Orchard or Black Feathers or any of that stuff because it shows up as 10,000 Black Feathers with no title on the cover. It's like, uh, it's Hmm. just so... I think it's called 10,000 Black Feathers. That's what it says, but it's solicited as Bone Orchard Black Feathers. Oh, well, isn't maybe Bone... That's the Jeff Lemire thing. It is. Oh, it is. Bone Orchard is another. So maybe this is a spinoff of... of Bone Orchard. Bone Orchard. Borchard. True. We've got a copy of Breakdown's Portrait of an Artist as a Young Fuck trade paperback by Art Spiegelman. Ah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm making up that last swear word. He is uh, percentage <laughs> sign at ampersand uh, asterisk exclamation oh. point Art Spiegelman. Uh, I don't know. It's something. I mean, it's, I always assume it's supposed to be asshole. Oh, but that's uh, but that's so I don't know. More. I just whenever there's a swear word, I just always gravitate immediately towards asshole first. It is definitely a four-letter word. <laughs> yeah, do you think that's? Uh, I'm gonna digress here, but do you think that the swear is mm. supposed to be the amount of characters, or just that the four characters could be any swear? I think I think you could be. I think you might be onto something with that because I think these specific ones, when you use the cartoon ones mm. that would be used in like a Mickey Mouse cartoon for a swear or something like yeah. that, yeah, it's just like it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Uh, I think in general, it does account for the numbers. <laughs> yes. All right, but. That would I don't know. I never really thought about it before. Who knows? Write in. Yeah, uh, you let us know in the letter in the letters column. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, all right, we got Cherish uh, by our friend Colleen Katana, please. and she wow. And Cherish has got so many abs on this cover. It's I didn't see this one because you've got it hiding oh, in yeah, the back sorry. for being <laughs> because, signed. Because I'm an idiot, and I was like, I sent Sean a message because he's supposed to come sign comics and so is colleen and uh i totally misunderstood the thing i said hey i could swing by and he was like he said something that to me seemed abstract but it absolutely was yeah just bring him by <laughs> and i was like oh fuck i thought you were coming by here oh uh, well so i'm going to pay a late night visit to sean tonight and have him sign some stuff and so we'll call his him. batman spawn cover his batman Perhaps. spawn cover is exactly what that is nice i didn't see it because you've also got it hiding out there. i'm sorry i do you can um, crying tears <laughs> let's see we've got danger street number one i'm on the fence as we talked about yeah well. this this was a this is one to be on the fence about because yeah. I, I do I these twelve issue Tom King things 
sometimes they work out. I need it to be complete nonsense with like a heart of gold. I would definitely say that this is pointing towards it's, it being it is complete hence, nonsense. Hence being on the fence because I am so I start every Tom King series now on the fence and ready yeah. to jump off like before the first issue even is is completed. Would you like to take um, this one? Uh what in terms of describing it? Yeah, yeah. It's another Tom King story. Sure, but you that, can at least give us who oh, the characters are. So in the 1970s, DC had a series called First Issue Special, and it lasted 13 issues. And each issue was supposed to be the first issue of a new feature, but none of them were popular enough to spawn off into their own series after this. So basically, First Issue Special is just a one series of one-shots. Except for Starman. Well, Starman was eventually actually he was one of the mo- mo- least used ones ever. Like, but I mean, he that Starman had his own series, did spin off into a series. No. Yes, he did not. What? He's only in first issue special, and then he wasn't used again until he was in the Starman series with James Robinson. What? Who was the Who was the blue guy in the Starman series then? That's him. He never had a series though. Okay, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, I'm, no, we, we should we should figure it out. I don't I don't recall ever seeing. I mean, I I've gotta, seen. I got to pause this. I've seen that first issue special issue with him a million times. Okay, hold on. We're back recording. I'm holy shit. <laughs> I'm having a total Mandela effect thing because there's the the series from it was the 70s, right? Yes, the 70s series with the purple guy whose name I cannot remember. The purple guy. Yes. Who. who the main the star man from that era. He was basically like purple skinned. I uh, don't know. Pink skinned. Oh, he's just got a purple costume. Yeah, that's that. That skin is. Oh yeah, I guess it's true. He does have kind of pinkish skin. I forgot about that aspect of him. Yeah, yeah. But so man, that's Will Payton who you're talking my, about, yes. and he had a comic. My brain just keyed that blue starman into that series that's so funny and i've seen that fucking series a million times in our back issue bins like i've pulled those books a trillion times never looked through a single one but in my brain that blue guy was in it yeah that's so weird i hate that well there's also that kind of weird thing where in the 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 jack knight starman the james robinson starman where he brought all of those characters into that series i definitely remember that um so and that was where he was the he was the david bowie he was supposed to be basically david bowie yeah basically yeah yeah, that's a good that's a good take i never even thought about that but yes indeed he was Um, like the disco starman (laughs) Disco star man, awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah. oh yeah. So we were oh, yeah, talking Danger about Street. It. so Danger <laughs> Street is like Tom King is doing this twelve issue series that's starring every character or team of characters that appeared in first issue, issue special, but this first issue is kind of like okay, run them down. We've got oh my god, Green uh, Team. We've got Green Team, uh, Atlas. Uh, Starman, the Dingbats, Dingbats, Metamorpho, Creeper. Uh, the New Gods were in an issue, which I actually just figured out today. I couldn't figure out why Darkseid was in this thing, yeah. um, or at least why he was on the cover. And um, you have uh, Warlord, the first appearance of the Warlord, Warlord yeah, famously yeah. in first issue special. Um, that's only eight. Uh, oh, Lady Cop, Lady Cop. Um, <laughs> Lady, Lady Cop. Cop. Yeah, actually, Lady Cop is probably the best part of this new series. It's pretty fun. Um, but anyway, so he's come actually, up with some. I got to tell you that if you want to talk about like, if you don't like his writing, you got to at least give it up for that. Yeah. That how he included her and got them to say Lady Cop in a way that <laughs> made sense where some kid was basically saying it like a dickhead move but then something horrible happened so they were in danger and so she in order to actually clue them in to who she was in pertaining to their lives yeah she said me you know lady cop i was like fuck that's goddamned clever totally oh also dr fate dr fate there you go now i think we're up and dr fate also had his own series we're up so. to eleven, so there's uh, there's a couple more anyway, but yes. um, but somehow and, and somehow he's doing something where he's like you know gonna throw this hodgepodge of characters all together into one story, which is basically like kind of dumb because it's like this the Starman character Metamorpho who has a nose for some reason. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> sort of canon that he has a nose now, but it looks weird, um, and. Uh, 
Warlord are all trying to become members of the Justice League and for so some they, fucking so reason. So they use Dr. Fate's helmet to open up a portal, a portal. to an apocalypse so that they can kill Darkseid? Yeah, except for Atlas <laughs> comes through. It's honestly, it's weird. I'm on the fence, like I said, but, yeah, um, yeah. but Metamorpho is literally like I'm... No matter what, unfortunately, like, I'm on the fence, but I will buy every issue of this because I will, you have to basically, like, make the comic actually unreadable in order for me to not buy a comic with Metamorpho in it, as you well know. I will say one other thing about this. My favorite thing about this whole thing, I think Warlord is amazing. Yeah, yeah. We put the whole, I put the entire run of Warlord on our website recently, (laughs) so I went through, you know, 140 fucking issues of Warlord. And I was like, man, this comic is cool. What a ridiculous costume. What a ridiculous character, blah, blah, blah. But this idea of him living the entire time, so he's still alive in modern day. Mm-hmm. Like he, But has, he's come back to the world from Scar Taris. Exactly. And yeah. so he is this incredibly old man, but you yeah. know, unchanged, essentially, because he's virtually immortal. Yeah. Um, and he has adjusted to modern life. And I'm just like, I would read that book, just him living and doing a fucking day job after having an entire life of adventures yeah. in that world. Totally. And then him kind of adjusting to the modern world would be something I would yeah. be into. That's why I always like Nightmaster. Yeah. Cause he's basically that yeah. already, except for he's a rock and roll musician. I, that, He's a kick-ass guitar player. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> I will say that is uh, that's always a trope that bums me out. But I can't. I don't know. Oh, what? Maybe that, it's because I know too many musicians. And so, what do you mean, like rock and just, roll musicians that got any time sword and sorcery heroes? Anytime, like a comic, like or a a book or a movie or whatever, like puts a musician on a pedestal as like, look oh. at how cool this is. It's like. I've met these people. They're fucking turds. Yeah. Everybody's a dumbass. Well, I mean, Nightmaster is another one. My, Nightmaster, I'm surprised, isn't a first issue special character, but he's a showcase character. Yeah, yeah. That was only, like, they did one, and it's actually great. If you ever see that issue, it's really good. It is good. They um, did another thing, right? Wasn't there, like, a like 10 years ago, wasn't there, like, a Nightmaster one-shot? Yes, there was. <laughs> that yes, was kind of fun, was. too. Yep, and he was a member of the uh, Shadow Pact Oh, yeah. And then he was kind of like, then they have like their mystical bar that like all the magic people hang out. And he was the owner. And uh, that was a Bill Willingham shadow pack. Yeah, thing. He yeah. was like the I bartender that. at that bar. That's but right. they, they killed him off in the um, yeah, fucking Scott that, Snyder. Killed him off pretty yep. recently in Dark Metal or whatever. God damn it, Scott Snyder. Yeah. Quit doing stuff like that. Uh, here's one that I liked. Uh, Dark Crisis Big Bang. I liked it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to write home about. It's just no, it's a Mark really... Wade deci- like being like, here's the Flash running through all yeah. these. It's like a kind of like now here's you know the multiverse is back and yeah. and um, here's an introduction to and it. And th- speaking of Scott Snyder, thank God they got rid of the idea of um, multiple multiverses. <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like that's done now there's just one yes. multiverse and it's just got a bunch of worlds in it like yeah. that's all you need you don't need multiple multiverses like what are the absolute most redundant possible yeah. thing yeah it's like oh whatever we can conceive of we can conceive of infinite numbers of it man mm-hmm. i came up with the best idea write this down no thanks um <laughs> dark ride number three is out uh mm-hmm. And Dark Web X-Men is out, which Dark is Web great. Dark Web X-Men is fucking great. And if you, like me, are a big fan of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, guess what? There's a Spider-Man and his amazing friends team up. Yeah, it's basically most of the issue is Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman fighting demons. Yeah, we don't get to see their cool apartment where everything turns into computers. No, no Miss Lion either. No, no, no Miss Lion does not make an appearance. Uh, but it is drawn by <laughs> no, Rod. Not a single wheat cake was to no, be found no. in the entire thing. Uh, but there, there, it is drawn by Rod Rice, who is the New Mutants artist, who is like trying yeah. like his hardest to do like Bill Sienkiewicz justice. It's, and it's I love fun. his art. I like, I like how he. How he uses his Bill Sienkiewicz as a weapon. Yeah. As the demons to in this are fantastic. They're like he, they look like Warlock from exactly. the old, you know, like kinda. It's like, 
okay, we're not, but Spider-Man looks like Spider-Man. He's right. like, he's totally on model as opposed to like everything looking crazy. Yeah. It's like a, like a Dutch angle in a, uh, in a Hitchcock movie. Hmm. It's like, he just throws it in when it's like, this thing needs to be crazy. Boom. Sinkevich. Yeah. Boom. Sinkevich. And like everything else kind of is like normal. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Fuck he's it. he's really great, and uh, this Dark Web is the best X-Men comic I've read in five years. Mm. You know what I liked as well that I was kind of surprised by? What? It was, it was definitely by the numbers and reminds me of a lot of other ones, but Deadpool number two mm. was a Deadpool comic that I enjoyed. Nice. Um, I kind of flipped through it and looked all right. It's, it's a weird concept. Essentially... Uh, I believe what has happened is that Deadpool has somehow gotten a symbiote stuck in his heart and it keeps bursting through his chest and make giving him arms, but it's not holding on to his whole body. He went through this whole thing where he was like five different symbiotes at one point. Huh. There was a there was a whole story where he broke into the lab and like became a Voltron of all the throwaway symbiotes. Weird. He had like one on each arm and like his head was a different one. Wow. But uh in this he somehow has basically a carnage symbiote in his chest and it like through this he's trying to kill Dr. Octopus and he kind of can't because he's got this weird symbiote that's fighting him the whole time. And so now he's going to get it treated. And I thought this was a fun little thing. Nice. I like it. And it is it's cool that so they're they're doing like an Asian story. It's got kind of like yakuza underbelly kind of like Asian stuff, and it's like, hey, an Asian writer finally writing one of those stories. That's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, as opposed to, uh, let's say Sapolsky. As opposed to, yeah, I was gonna say the <laughs> editor in chief of Marvel. Uh, who, <laughs> if you if you don't know what we're referencing, he. Pretended, pretended to be an, to Asian, be an man Asian man and wrote a Shadow Cat comic. And an Iron Fist comic, I believe. Oh, as well. right. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. exactly. Akira Yoshida. Jesus fucking fuck. Yeah. Anyway, less spoken about that. Yeah, I guess so. uh, Anyway, uh, Elvira in Horror Land. I forgot to read this five. one. Yeah, me too. This is uh, this seems to be a David Cronenberg. Oh, thing. Cronenberg. So we've got The Fly and we've got Videodrome. Uh, which I was pretty excited about. Nice. This I, series has been good. It's been great. If you're a horror fan, it hits all the right spots. It's just like, it's full of fun references, and it's it's jokey in all the right ways. And yeah, this has been great. This is, I would say that this Elvira series is, I've liked a lot of them, but this is the first one I would have taken home. Right. That I would have actually owned this series. Were I still a person who needs to buy comic books? <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have, as I just told Bob, two storage spaces full of long boxes, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond trade paperback. Oh, this was actually pretty good. This was great. I I really liked this series. So uh, yeah, and it set up that new Justice Society, which I liked the first issue of. Correct. Good. Uh, Friday trade paperback book f- book two. That is, of course, the Ed Brubaker thing. It's fun. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids Origins number three is out. We've got some really amazing... Super 7 did some amazing puzzles. They did Godzilla King of the Monsters, the American release, and the Japanese release as thousand-piece puzzles. So if you are a puzzle person and a Godzilla person, guess what? (laughs) We got something something perfect for you. I think you might just enjoy this particular product. Uh, Another great book, Gospel number two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really like Gospel. I didn't read this one, but uh, I liked the first one. It's, it was a little confusing, but fun. Yeah, it is it's uh, it is a little confusing, but it's very, very well done, and uh, it's cool. It's just a, a, a story with a mystery set in medieval times, but also with like a modern yes. component as well. Yep. Grim number six is out. Uh, new storyline in Grim. I really like Grim. I think it's good. And coming out simultaneously with the Grim trade paperback. Oh yeah, if you missed the early now. issues, which I believe yeah. have all sold out. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's all... got optioned or something. It did indeed. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, you know what? <laughs> this was fun too. Happy horror days. Oh, the Archie thing. The Archie thing. Yeah. It, it was, was it dumb. Was fun and dumb. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Jughead kills and eats Krampus. 
He does, and also <laughs> some kind of cat thing eats cherry blossom. Cheryl, Cheryl blossom. Cheryl, Cheryl blossom. blossom. Yep. Uh, Harley- oh, and then there's a demonic version of the Tingly the Elf or whatever his fucking name <laughs> yes. is. Uh, God, what is it? Tingles. It's Tingles. I think it is Tingles. I think you're right. Jesus. Yeah. That's Jingles. It's Jingles. I'd say Tinkles. It's Jingles, though. Jingles and Tinkles. Jingles and- the Christmas Elf. <laughs> Evil. Uh, That's all you need. Jingles the Christmas Elf. All the way. Uh, oh, God. I lost my place because I accidentally clicked. Oh, something. I think you might not be on Harley Quinn. I or believe I maybe am. There's a manga. Harley Quinn Uncovered, number one. It's just a bunch of covers. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hell to Pay, number two. I did not read it. Me either. I am Batman, number 16. Yep. Series that I have not really been enjoying that much. Mm. Uh, Ice Cream Man, number 33. Yeah, it was pretty actually pretty good. Pretty easy to follow for an Ice Cream Man <laughs> series too. It's like very impressive. it's almost like autobiographical in a way. It was very strange. Um this in a week where I liked a lot of comics, I'm going to say that this is probably the one that I'm the most excited about. Wow. Invincible Iron Man number 1. I love this book. I thought I, it was pretty good. I really really like I I don't know what it is, but I have a huge fondness for Iron Man stories when they're really good. But mm-hmm. that's it. Like I'm, uh, like in the way that I'll read a Spider-Man story that's mediocre because I like Spider-Man. Mm. I will not do that for Iron Man. I will not do that for a pretty good Iron Man story. It has to be very good, and it has to be has to set the right tone. And I think that this is. They've tried this a couple times in the last 10 years, and it always starts out pretty well. But this is Duggan, and I have so much faith in him. They're starting Iron Man from scratch. He's got two suits left. That's it. He's broke as hell. He's got a parking garage that he's living in. Like, I like this start. Yeah. Uh, There's somebody who's out to ruin him publicly, make it look like he's causing damages and things and doing the whole sabotage the superhero shtick but again Duggan, well in the same way that smart. like armor wars is like yes. when you think of like the good yeah, iron yeah. man stories you don't think of like the one where he went to space and became a celestial right. you think about the one where he battled alcoholism or the one where All, right. people sabotaged his technology and used exactly. his armor against him and although it's like, i will say there there are expe- exceptions to that because the fraction run and uh, and the Warren Ellis runs both of well, those. Well, those ones two, got kind of science fictiony, but they, they still felt like they took place on Earth. At right, least, right. You know? <laughs> it's just that I think I think that the problem is that those two stories took the technology so far, it just went to such an end that it was like, especially the one, the one that I always go back to is the one where he had started fracturing his brain, mm. and he had started like hacking his own physical body and that was a fraction thing where he was like he was there was literally a scene i mean it's kind of a mary suing moment for him too where they were like they'd cut his brain into six pieces and one part of it was playing chess with mr fantastic and beating him while he was doing like six other processes elsewhere Mm. and mr fantastic was like could you like pay attention to what to the game? <laughs> but he's still winning. It was like okay, that might you might be going a little far yeah. with the. But. Well, I I just the, for me like the thing about like I mean maybe it's just because of when I grew up reading comics and like I'm a little yeah. basic on that level. But like I think that some of these robot guys. Like, I don't like them when they become non-human characters. So, like, the same thing happened to me with Cliff Steele during the Morrison run, where, like, at a certain point, like, his brain was just, like, he was just a computer program. And I'm just kind of, like, the part of it that makes it, like, he still feels human, even though he's just a brain. And so, like, yeah. So, I like this take. And I also, Duggan, shout out to Duggan in terms of uh, he did the Dark Web uh, X-Men as well and was very good. And also, I mean... Listen, I'm not I'm not actually this old, but because they existed in reruns, my only exposure to Marvel Comics was in cartoon form. Hmm. And the I believe it was the Canadian Broadcasting Company in Northern Maine. We got the the Canadian channel and I believe it was them who played Mighty Marvel Marching Society. And so as a kid, I watched all of the episodes of Mighty Marvel Marching Society. And that was my introduction to Marvel characters. Wow. And so him stepping into the suitcase 
version of his suit is the version that I know of Iron Man from my childhood. Ah. And so when so that that like simplistic, you know, like the the sleeves pull up and it's like regular clothing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just love that. Oh my god. Did you you don't even know about that show? I don't. It was like uh are you familiar with the show Clutch Cargo from the 60s? No. This was an animation style that calling it animation is obviously unfair because it oh, is Oh, are not. you talking about like the 60s ones where yes. it was just like comic panels that they would just yep. zoom around on? Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. And like they, I they haven't would seen put, the Iron Man ones. They though. would do the fucking Conan O'Brien where like lips would be yes. behind it. And yes. It's like, yeah, the Spider-Man ones I've seen and uh, yeah. yeah. This was this was the Captain America Iron Man. Yes. Um, oh my God! What else was in Mighty Marvel Marching Society? I can't remember. Yeah. But it would—it literally had its own theme song, the Mighty Marvel Marching Society oh, nice. theme song. Yeah, that I'd, then, I've never seen, but I do because, love the. Uh, and that's where the when Captain America throws his mighty, mighty shield, shield, everyone yeah, must yeah. yield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know what thing. that is now. Okay, yeah. but I never saw those Namor. as a kid. They did. They had a Namor cartoon ah, too. Yeah, and that was where I first learned to think that Namor was lame. Lamor. More like Lamor. Boom! <laughs> got him. Take that fish guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Iron Man. I grew it's up great. on the filmation DC ones, though. Also, I saw well, a lot of those. Me too. Same. Was very into those. Yep. Uh, Legion of X number eight is out. Leonid the Vampire is out, which is great. That's Mignola's new yes. book. It's a Christmas for the crows. Cool. Crows love Christmas. I forgot to read it. Love Everlasting number five is out. It's good. Also, we should mention every DC book and every image book both like <laughs> have, have spawn, spawn variant covers, and some of them are really good, and the Love Everlasting <laughs> Spawn variant cover is really good. Real standout. Also, uh, what was it? Dark Ride. That Dark, one is oh, really good, too. Another standout. So is uh, uh, Ice Cream Man. And Ice Cream Man. Oh, yeah. Actually, Big no. Ice standout. Cream Man is probably my favorite. The really Love Everlasting, good. maybe. Love Everlasting is It's between those second. two. Yeah. It's between Ice Cream Man and Love Everlasting for best Spawn variant cover. <laughs> yep. Really good. Uh, Manor Black Trade Paperback Volume 2 is out. And uh, we've got a crazy set of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Minimates. It's incredibly expensive. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a $50 exclusive uh, New York Comic Con set, but it's cool. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it other than the fact that 50 bucks is too much for five figures. Six. Six figures. Oh, it's exactly right for six. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Monica Rambeau, Photon number one. I liked it. Me too. I'm, of course, biased because Monica is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, but great job on this number one yep. issue. It was very enjoyable. Very good. I was. I, I really enjoyed this issue. Uh, and the ending, when it, uh, not even the ending, the, uh, the next issue, coming up next issue, they basically do a little spread of the characters that are showing up, and I was very excited to see a couple of these characters coming yeah, there's, into, <laughs> there's a character that hasn't been in a comic for, I don't know how long, very long time. It's, it's her, it's, yeah, it's a, th- there, there's, a, there's. The nice thing about the Monica, this Monica series is, uh, uh, and we're talking about Monica Rambo, not Brandy and Monica. Uh, yes. No, but um, shit, my foot is caught in my chair. I'm sorry. Uh, getting all squirrely here. Uh, they do a lot of, like, the history of the character is a huge part of the story, and it's really good to read uh like a story that acknowledges like and it's cool when it's a character like that has a, a like not a million comics so you can do yeah, like yeah. a like here's like a one where they reflect on their past and it's like you can fit it into a couple pages yeah. in terms of like the recap but i i dug it and the art was good agree um we've got my little pony uh classics reimagined We've got My Melody, Hello Kitty, Funko Pop. We've got a bunch of Sanrio Funko Pops in this week, cool. which are really adorable. And, you know, what are you going to do? By nature. I mean, nothing fits into the world of a Funko Pop better than, yeah. uh, than a Sanrio character. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of ideal for the Hello Kitty world. Yep. It basically just looks like a Hello Kitty figure. Yeah. Um, we have a 
we have a board game called Nacho Pile. It's a really it's a really fun looking game that comes in a weird bag of nacho chips. I love it. Looks really cool. Nice. Uh, we have a new thing from Mark Millar. You'll never guess. It's some sort of pitch for a TV show. Uh, it's called Night Club. Number one. Not to be confused with Fight Club or Bite Club. <laughs> yep. Or Trite Club. Or uh, Shite Club. <laughs> you know what? You could actually confuse it with Shite Club. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually confuse it with Shite Club. Uh, it's, actually, it's fun. There's there's some fun bits to it. I, I'm i annoyed by it because of the fact that it is so crass. But also, it was fun. It was, you know, it's, it's another... If you like Mark Millar, you're probably going to like it kid gets vampire powers from a from a police officer who's putting an army together of vampires for nefarious potentially reasons i mean it's mark millar so he's going to turn out to be an asshole in the end because everybody's an asshole in a mark millar comic. And on the last page he'll point his finger at somebody and say something <laughs> pithy yes exactly uh but it was uh you know it was it was a thing and uh yeah there you go there it is We've got Our Encounters with Evil and Other Stories Library Edition. That is the Mignola-verse. It's a bunch of uncollected things that are now collected in one of those beautiful library hardcovers. Nice. We have Planet Hulk Worldbreaker, number two. I like this cool. story a lot. Yeah. Um, it's really good. If you were, Especially if you were enjoying stuff like the Maestro miniseries. Yeah. This feels very Maestro-y. I like the fact that not a spoiler to say that Amadeus Cho is the Hulk that they've been talking to mm. this time. And it's it's pretty cool. We meet another big character in this issue, and it's it's actually pretty awesome. I like the way that they're dealing with all of these things. We're yeah. a thousand years in the future, and there's a bunch of crazy shit. Uh, and uh, Banner's in it, but Banner's doing the reluctant hero thing. He's sort of the... He's sort of the Logan in the old man Logan in this book, except that he's like being more of a dick about it <laughs> uh, and also kind of has a reason for it because, you know, he's well aware that the last time uh, things went bad and literally everyone on the planet died because of him. So there you go. Grizzled. Yes. Um. Let's see. We've got... Pop icons. Elvira. She's in a glittery dress. It's pretty great. Uh, Radiant Black. Radiant Black. Thank I actually uh, uh, I read R- Radiant Black for the first. I you know I feel bad because it's like number twenty, which means for two years almost. Yeah. Every time an issue of this comes out, it's just been like a an Silence. oblique Simpsons reference yeah, yeah. <laughs> to us. And I read it, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. It's got such a big following. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not giving it. Due it's got a real credit. Power Rangers kind of vibe, kaiju yeah. kind of thing. But like, it's like kind of like if a team of people who had the powers of the spot fought big robots. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's kinda, cool. It's kinda? not. It's not my thing. But no, but, but it was love like it. I. I was like I gotta. I gotta turn this into more than just this like <laughs> twenty time Simpsons reference and sure. uh, Radiant Black. There you go. Uh, men are black. Uh, <laughs> resident. Oh, sorry. King Red Sonia. Hell Sonia. Number one. Mm. This is a Sonia from hell. Mm. Resident Alien. Book of Love. Number two. I like that comic. And I haven't. I got to watch the show. Yeah, me too. I never have gotten around to it. It's on, it might be on some streaming thing I don't have. I mean, maybe Could that's be. why. Uh, Sakamoto Days. A graphic novel. Volume five is out. Savage Avengers 8 is out. I Every time I pick up an issue of this, I'm like, what a great comic. I should be reading this. And I put it down for five issues. Yeah. So I did not read this one. but This one has Ultron. But I like this series in general. Yeah. Uh, speaking of series, I like Shirtless Bear Fighter 2. Nice. Number five is out. Uh, Spawn Compendium number four is out this week. Compendium. And also probably the best new spawn figures since he started making new spawn figures these are mostly all new spawn universe characters hmm. uh king spider 
Nightmare Spawn and Plague Spawn action figures just came out this week, and they're fucking awesome. Cool. Like, these are really, really good-looking characters. They did an amazing job on these. Uh, so, it's almost as if he created the characters in the comic just to make the action figures. Just to make the action figures, Because <laughs> they yeah. really do look good as action figures. Uh, Specs number two is out. Didn't read it, but I like the first one quite a bit. Yep. Uh, we've got... We don't do a lot of these, but when I saw that there was a uh, another Japanese TV Spider-Man thing, I had to get the new Funko uh, sodas. Yeah, because come cool on, again. it's a freaking Spider-Man! I love the Japanese Spider-Man so much that I had to do it. Uh, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection Rebellion Trade Paperback Volume Five. This includes Tag and Bink are dead, Ooh. and some other really cool stuff. This is actually a really good collection. Nice, uh, I love that. I still yeah, have my. Yeah. That's like when I sold my collection, I kept those two issues, and I'm that actually is, really glad I did because now they're valuable. Yeah, and they're like really, they're really they're fun. They're There's a sequel fun. too as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I didn't keep, and I kind of wish I had. Um, Star Wars: The Mandalorian number six is out, and Starhenge: Dragon and Boar number six of six that is wrapping up now. We got the second part of the Starman Compendium, and I cannot possibly say enough good things about Starman. Yeah, this one has of, Batman, Hellboy, Starman in it, and yep. the entire uh, Shade miniseries, the second one, the mm, long one. Yeah. The one, uh, this, with the Darwin is, Cook Vigilante issue. This is like one of the things that really got me hooked on comics, was reading Starman. Once I, was, I, once I read this, I was like... Holy shit, comics can do this. Yeah. Speaking it speaking really of things I mind. never sold when I sold my collection, I still have Oof. all 80 issues of Starman. God, that is something. You want to talk about something that would make me want to start a comic collection again is owning all of the issues of Starman yeah. and just being able to pull them out and read them. Yep. Oh, I actually was oh thinking I might um, I might just, do, do a reread. For one new, of the, the most year. amazing things that has ever been made in comics. It's good. Seriously. I'm kind of hoping that they bring do something with Jack Knight in this new JSA I series. I very much hope so. I know He's there's very like some 90s. kind of... Yeah, but, but there's some kind of like unspoken, but they used his kid in the first issue, so like... I like the idea of him being a 2022 Gen Xer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Because there is still a personality to those of us who are Gen X, who are, like, left behind by society still. Yeah. Like, we've, our generation was kind of, like, just in a weird position when we were kids. And we were just kind of like, eh, fuck everything. Yeah. And now we've gotten older, most of us didn't have kids, and we're all like, eh, you know what, fuck all these people too. Yeah. And so it, it, I think there's definitely a voice to give him as a parent trying to raise a kid so i think i yeah. think it would be cool to see him yeah it's cool to think that he's like day. still there still yeah, hanging yeah. around still exactly you know opal city still plays he's uh, still in it opal he's, city's such a fucking cool place yeah uh best city yeah. best dc city yeah definitely oh my god uh, okay, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 18. It's is pretty out. good. Uh, there was some a weird, uh, like, a lot of superheroes are in this. It's like almost like an issue of crisis in a way. Like, mm. there's, like, Batman's in it, Flash is in it, Wonder Woman's in it. Um, but they turn the Kent farm into some kind of, like, f- like Midwestern fortress of, I mean, not solitude, I guess, but, like, like a fortress like they make it like into this like fortified compound basically but like it's still just a farmhouse hmm interesting i don't know yeah uh, it was the the that is not a huge spoiler of the issue in fact most of the issue is yes, that but no. it does happen in that issue i actually kind of like this bond variant too <laughs> oh, uh tmnt armageddon game alliance number two is out mm-hmm. um we've got two graves number two Yes, pretty good. I dig two graves before I dig two graves, and then I dig two more. Ooh. Uh, That is the last time you will hear me uh, quote Sublime ever. Nice. Uh, I I wouldn't even have pulled the reference if you hadn't told me. (laughs) Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number one facsimile edition. First appearance of Miles. No. No? No. First ongoing with Miles. Oh, okay. Uh, Vampirella Mind But it's like it's the one where he gets bit by the spider. I read it. I mean, it 
it recaps his origin. His first ah. appearance is uh, in he he is already the he's already Spider-Man and he's hiding behind a car ah. while Peter Parker gets beaten to death by the Green Goblin in Ultimate Fallout number ah. four. There you go. Yes. Uh, Vampirella Mind Warp number four. Trippy. Yeah, I couldn't believe this. This is Jeff Parker and Benjamin Dewey. It's like basically like Jeff Parker. What what is up? Why are you writing Vampirella comics? I mean, I think people sometimes just write where they can get people. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to work for Marvel he's and DC. So, he's so fucking talented. I'm surprised yeah, he, he doesn't insanely get talented. more work. I think he can do whatever he wants, and I think I he guess just wants to write it. Vampirella comics. I guess that could be it. He's is a it, nice guy. I bought a he is he's a, a really copy nice of guy. his his graphic novel from him and he was uh, a couple years back and both of he was at two of the three of our conventions. Yeah. Um there's also another yeah. Jeff Parker who is also a cartoonist who I friended on Facebook thinking it was this Jeff Parker, but it isn't, and so now I'm friends with that Jeff Parker. I have been for years. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. He is uh he is so well known for his scripting that if you go online trying to uh, he, he has actually created his own way to write a script that Blambot basically has adopted as their like oh. their house concept for how you should write a script specifically for letterers. Cool. Like, and that's the that's the script style that I use when I write Rad Wraith because nice. that's what Taylor likes. Uh, and so I I write in the the Jeff Parker. Oh, like I'd, I'd be actually style. interested in seeing that sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's cool. I mean, if you go to blambot.com, you can see how he's... It's literally an issue of Brain Boy that they put up there, and they're huh. like, here it is. You know, each person speaks. You know, you number them so that the letterer knows, you know, that they have three things to do, and they need to fit them this way. You know, it's, it's actually... It's super, super sensible. Interesting. It's a really smart way to do it. Espe- yeah. Obviously, especially for your letterer, it makes it easier. For He's them. also a um, uh, very good artist as well. Um, yeah. He used to draw all his. He's like Bendis. He used to draw his own comics as well, um, but then just transitioned into writing. But It's too um, bad. That's what he should be doing. Should be I'll, uh, I don't know if shit. I've ever mentioned this before, but I will mention it because just we're talking about Jeff Parker. If you ever want to read an awesome comic by Jeff Parker that you've definitely probably never read, uh, but exists in the world, it, uh, there is a comic called Dave Stewart's Walk-In, and mm-hmm. it is concept by Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics. It okay. came out from Virgin Comics <laughs> Oh, when God. Virgin Comics was a thing, which you're going to be like, oh, my God, Virgin Comics, because you've seen a Virgin Comic and they were so ugly. But like this and also comic, their choices were so stupid. It was like, hey, Nicolas Cage, would you like to write a comic book? Uh, OK, of course I would. <laughs> what about it's called Voodoo Child and it happens in my hometown? <laughs> no thanks so the dave stewart comic is written by jeff parker and it's drawn by an indian artist who is there not a bad lot of indian artists involved in virgin, in, in virgin comics. comics yeah but so it's only i think it's seven issues and then the seventh issue is drawn is actually drawn by jeff parker as well hmm. um the whole series is great there's a trade paperback of it that's out there i, I own the single issues and the trade it is super fun it's like basically like a spy comic but like um the walk-in concept is that like they can walk in and out there's like certain people have this like ability to walk out of reality and kind of perceive this other dimension where like fish talk and like it's like (laughs) super psychedelic it's very like european comics but it's like it's i uh, honestly i love it it's like he uh, teams up with like this uh, Russian stripper and uh, a talking bear and like this really weird shit. Why not? It's fucking great. It's cool. fucking great. If you ever see Walk In, get it. Nice. It's worth it. Um, and here's another big surprise this week, and it was a surprise for Bob as well. This was he's not a fan of Mr. Lee Bermejo. It was a mind uh, mind blowing for this me. This one is a very good. It is a thing called Vicious Circle, and it is a really really fun spin on a philip k dick kind of uh sci-fi story it's i mean it's it really has it's got philip k dick written all over it but it's also like 
It's also got like 2000 AD written all over it in places. I, I, I thought it was maybe not genius, but really, really cool. Yeah, it's like this would be a really cool sci-fi movie. Oh yeah, like a like a Twelve oh, yeah. Monkeys kind of aesthetic. Like this was cool. I uh, like the art is really good. It's like next level because I don't typically like like super overly rendered yeah. like yeah, photorealistic, yeah. but it doesn't stay in that mode. Yeah, which I really like. But it starts in like it goes through different eras, and it's like in it the future. It's his, in the it past. flexes his artistic muscle. Yeah, and his very, his very design nice honestly, yeah, yeah. like his. There's like one uh, panel where there's a character that's in a hospital bed, and um, there's oh, two. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the the EKG line becomes the panels. It's, it's just beautiful. it's very Alex Rossi. It is, places. but like has more honestly it has more life than alex ross's art ever does like his painted art anyway interesting but then it like breaks into like line art and it juxtaposes between black and white and color and the past the present the future all kinds of like just crazy shit it was good and i would have 100 percent not even picked this up and then you were like oh no it's good and then i was like okay like there weren't a lot of comics so i got through them pretty easy and i was like all right i'll check it out and God I did, damn it! And it was good. I bought it. It's great. Vicious like circle. Vicious circle. From Boom. Boom Studios. Wildcats number two from DC Studios. <laughs> uh, it's got Wildcats in it. It does. It also has that weird thing that they did with I renaming the Wildcats that I do not even I, kind of understand. I don't even. I don't even try to understand how that what that ending meant. Uh, I also don't really know enough about Wildcats to really like have it have impact for me. No, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think it has an impact for anybody. I don't think the greatest Wildcats fan on the planet would know what the hell that ending meant. And I think even spoiling it doesn't matter because it's not a twist. It's just stupid. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, Wonder Woman 794 is out. Is good. Is it? Yeah, it's good. It's really like Wonder Woman is a solid book. Like it's solid, and there's a last page thing that uh, oh, is really great. That Christmas is cover. The Christmas is really cover adorable. is so funny. Oh, that um, was adorable. I gotta uh, show Tristan something. And also, and finishing up the the week is Wind or Wind, if you will. Yes, fucking a. <laughs> yeah. Finally. I just showed him the the final God panel of uh, Wonder damn Woman. Damn it. Somebody with a fucking brain is working over there right now. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, it's good. It's actually, it's very kind of like straight. It's like a mythology kind of thing, but it's the art is really good. And um, speaking of uh, Starman, the anchor of Starman, Wade Von Grabacher yeah. is the anchor of this Wonder Woman. <laughs> I always loved his name. Yeah, yeah, it's a great name. And he's a fantastic anchor. He is. I and think. his name is Wade Von Grabacher. <laughs> it is true. Grabacher sounds like a. It's so good. He did wasn't creature. wasn't Wade von Grawbadger the inker on uh, a lot of the Sinestro core stuff. Could very I well be. So. I, he's a solid DC yeah. like employed inker. I remember around that time I saw his name floating around an awful lot and yep. it made me laugh every time I saw it. And it would make sense because of Jeff Johns doing that yep. and him being Starman adjacent like, True. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it. It's a yeah. honestly a really great week of comics. Yeah, there's some so very good stuff. I'm I'm super super stoked about all of this stuff. I'm very stoked about the future of DC Comics. I'm more stoked about the future of DC Comics than I've been yeah. in 10 years probably. Yeah, it's I feel like it's there's a cohesion that's starting to take root yeah. at DC and yep. it's good. And I think that Mark I started to get hopeful when Mark Wade came back. Yep. And then now that he's like entrenched, I'm kind of like, this is good. Like, this is good. Like he's there. My fingers are strongly crossed. Yeah. The new blood is there, but like they get, they get what's good about DC. And then also just reading, like when you like, I, I scroll through comic news, like at, at work, you know, when I'm, when I'm have light moments or whatever. And it's like, when you see a headline, that's just like, James Gunn saying Superman is a priority for us. Like, it's just like, yes, like, yes, like good. Yeah. You know, 
I don't know. Superman should be a priority for DC. Yeah, and not like Zack Snyder's Superman, but like Superman where he's good. Superman who would stop to talk to a child and explain to them what's happening in in a dangerous situation. That Superman, not the one who, when a group of people like starts worshiping him, instead of saying, hey, guys, I'm not a god. I'm just here to help. Thank you. He just looks into the distance like, yeah, that's me, motherfuckers, and then (laughs) takes off into space. That scene pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, 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 totally. I always think of the the quintessential, the Morrison one from All-Star Superman where the girl is about to kill herself and and he's just like, your doctor really was just running late. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes things are just not as bad as you think. Exactly, yeah, no, Superman... Like saving Superman for DC is going to be a wonderful thing, uh, so I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to it. I think that uh, as Superman goes, so goes the world. So, yes, <laughs> that's true, and let's hope he goes in a positive place. Exactly. So thank you that's for listening. Uh, we are at Coast City Comics and at Um Actually Comics on the Instagram and you can buy things from coastcitycomics.com which I would much appreciate it helps keep the doors open and the lights on uh, yeah. both of which we have to do at the same time which is <laughs> unfortunate uh, but yes uh, and Real juggling act yeah it really is and you can find Bob oh at dollar binge yes um, on Instagram on Instagram I'm gonna I'm kind of light posting on all my social media the last few weeks because things have been busy but i'll i'll be stepping it back up Excellent. But there's always content so much content there's always out there. content because <laughs> i am always reading comic books yeah all right well thank you so much and we will see you next week good night bye, bye.